10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Treehouse of Liberty podcast is hosted by Jason Fornwald and comes to you from the bright red corner of the bright blue state of Maryland. Hello once again ladies and gentlemen and welcome into another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I am your host Jason Fornwald and thank you so very much for deciding to join me once again. We finally made it. We made it out of 2021 and into 22. Brandon hasn't burned the country to the ground yet. Brandon's terrorist sympathizers haven't burned the country to the ground yet. Uh, I guess we're doing okay so far. Um, the uh, two weeks to slow the spread is going absolutely fantastic. Uh, we're now in our third year of that. And um, everything's going super well. Um, we've got more Americans dying than ever before, even though we've got more Americans vaccinated than ever before. It's just going absolutely swimmingly. Um, I wanted to have Dr. Fauci on today to see if the current guidance is no mask, one mask, two mask, red mask, blue mask. Uh, don't wear a mask at all, take a cruise, don't take a cruise, take a cruise with a mask, take a cruise without a mask, what the current guidance is, uh, and I can't get that, unfortunately. But what else is new? I mean, it's not like these guys have been right about literally anything from the very beginning. Actually, I have to give Fauci credit for one thing. He did say from the start that COVID does not appear to affect kids, and it really doesn't for the most part. Um every death of a child or, or death of a human being for that matter is, is more than enough. You know, one is, is way too many, especially when it comes to kids, but we've lost 145 children out of the 820,000 Americans that we've now lost. Um, kids make up about 0.1%, not 1%, 0.1% of the total deaths and it really doesn't seem to have a significant impact on them. Um, which is, of course, why the government is now pushing that we get all of our kids vaccinated. And if they don't, you know, they can't come to school and they can't do all their extracurricular activities. And, you know, we're basically going to treat them like lepers and outcasts when the vaccine that we offer is actually more of a risk to them than the actual disease. Um which is just absolutely brilliant. It really is. You know, you, you have a pretty significant risk of your child getting myocarditis. Heart inflammation, no big deal. doesn't affect any vital organs, just your heart. Um, when, as Fauci has said from the beginning, you know, kids are basically unaffected by the virus. Other things that I wish we were unaffected by certainly include Brandon. Um, you know, who has been everything that we thought he would be, and then some. Um, you know, this is a guy who said in the beginning that he doesn't have the authority to implement mass mandates. He knew and said that he didn't have the constitutional authority to do so, and yet he tried to implement mass mandates. And there's currently a stay on that because it's tied up in the federal court system. Um, but when you tell me that you know what you did violates the United States Constitution, that you're sworn to protect and defend against all enemies, foreign and domestic, you tell me that you know you don't have the constitutional authority to do something, and then you turn around and do it, 
you know, and it affects literally every person in the country, it's time for you to be removed from office. You know, Democrats don't have any spine. They don't have any guts. They don't have any balls. They don't have any consistency. You know, Donald Trump was impeached over a completely false dossier that was created by, um, you know, lackeys for the DNC and Hillary Clinton. Um, she absolutely knew it was happening. She absolutely participated in paying for it. Um, and we come to find out that that was completely bogus. Now, a lot of us were out there screaming that from the very beginning. But, you know, our, our news media ran with it and Democrat politicians ran with it. And, you know, we decided that that was going to be the, the official position was that the dossier is completely real. You know, Donald Trump hired hookers to go pee pee on the Obama's beds. You know, it's interesting that Hillary's lackeys would think of, you know, somebody urinating on the Obama's beds. That wouldn't have crossed my mind, you know, unless I found out from somebody else that it was a real thing. You know, I, I never would have thought to, you know, write about somebody urinating on beds used by the Obamas. So it's interesting that Christopher Steele, and with the approval of Hillary Clinton and the DNC, made that allegation. You know, is that how they feel about the Obamas? I don't know, because obviously it's not how Trump feels and not anything that he did. But I, I've gotten to the point where I can't expect any logic or any consistency from the other side of the aisle at all. And I've taken to calling these people leftists as opposed to Democrats. Because real Democrats, in my opinion, are people that care about the country just like I do. They just have very different ways of... Um, or different opinions on ways to make her better. And I'm okay with that. You know, if you also love my country and we disagree on how to make it better, but you genuinely want to make it better, I'll respect you. I will love you as a fellow American. You know, I will thank God to grow up in a country where we can both voice differing opinions on these things. If you are somebody who wants to attempt two false coups on a sitting president of the United States... If you're somebody who will not condemn 535 terrorist attacks by leftist terrorists of Black Lives Matter and Antifa and secession from the Union in both Portland and Seattle, if you won't condemn that, my friends, you're not an American. You are just flat out not an American. You know, everything's about political points for Democrats. You know, it's not about political points for these people that are putting plywood on their businesses and writing a giant spray paint black-owned business so that leftist black terrorists don't attack them? You know, that's a problem. That is a problem. And if you have any guts, balls, or decency, I don't care which side of the aisle you're on, you condemn that fully and completely. And if you don't, you are anti-America. I mean, there, there's just no two ways about it. And Biden and Obama and Pelosi and Waters and Schumer and Schiff and all these pieces of leftist garbage refuse to condemn 535 terrorist attacks on the United States of America. They refuse to condemn it. Now, this Thursday... And this is uh, Sunday the 2nd, as this is being recorded. Um, this Thursday, they're going to hold a bullshit prayer vigil. That's the first time in my life I've ever said bullshit prayer vigil. To commemorate the 
attack and insurrection and attempt to overthrow the government of January 6th. Now, I'm sorry, but Donald Trump had approximately 700,000 supporters down there that day. 700,000 supporters. That was the Park Service estimate. 200 of those people went into the Capitol building. Now, Donald Trump's not an idiot. Donald Trump knows if he's got 700,000 troops and he truly wants to overthrow the government of the United States, guess how many people he's going to send into the Capitol building? 700,000 or as many of those as can get in there. And had he done that, they would still be holding the Capitol or been attacked by our own military, one of the two. Neither is a good scenario. But it's like, you know, here they're having this this prayer vigil because people walked into a building. They walked into a building. You know, and, and I'm not condoning that. Should they have been there? Absolutely not. No. Do I fully support them being arrested? Absolutely I do. We have to have order and we have to have decency in this country. And we have to protect not only the, the buildings that are important to this country, we have to protect the people that are important to this country. And whether I like them all or not, there are a lot I certainly don't. You know, our, our senators and congressmen are important people, and they deserve to protect, be protect, protected, and they deserve to be safe. And so, if you want to arrest the people that went in there, arrest them, fine, no problem. No problem. Don't hold them in solitary confinement for a year, which Biden has now done with his political prisoners, knowing full well that the UN considers solitary confinement to be torture. The Geneva Conventions consider solitary confinement to be torture. He is torturing his political opponents, literally, for walking into a building. Again, you know, I'm a rule of law kind of guy. You know, if you're not supposed to be somewhere, don't go there. Just don't. You know, protest. God bless you. You have the right to do that. You have every right in the world to do that. And that's left, right, center, space alien. I don't care. If you're in this country, you have the right to protest peacefully. But the last word I said was the most important. Peacefully. You know, if you want to stand outside... You know, and yell at the Capitol while everything's going on. Yell all day. God bless you. If you want to come to my house and stand in the road with a hundred of your closest friends and chant all night long, Jason Fornwall's an asshole. God bless you. You know, I don't have to support what you're saying to support your right to say it. And that's one of the greatest gifts that the founders gave to us. We can petition our government. We can protest peacefully. We can speak freely. Those are amazing, beautiful things that have to be maintained. What our founders did not give us the right to do is firebomb homes and businesses and injure thousands of police officers and murder at least 35 people and secede from the Union in two major cities. Again, Portland and Seattle. We don't have the right to do any of that. 
any of it. And yet, with their silence, the Democrats fully endorse those attacks and that secession. And once again, if you are going to support terrorist attacks against the United States of America and secession from, literal secession from the United States of America, you are not an American. Period. End of story. That goes for Joe Biden, Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, all of those pieces of garbage who could have stopped that. They could have stopped it. Ladies and gentlemen, we understand your frustration. We believe you have every right in the world to be upset. We agree with your position. But please, stop the violence. Please, don't burn down the homes and businesses of innocent people. Please don't murder 35 plus people. Please don't injure thousands of cops. Please don't injure the good Americans who are out there protecting your stupid asses while you act like fucking clowns. That's all they had to do. That's all they had to do. And Biden could have added, hey, look, we're going to beat Trump. We're going to beat him. And when we do, I'll address your concerns and you won't have to do it with violence. None of us will have to be violent. We can have a revolution in this country without a shot being fired. That's all he had to do. Instead, we get the complete and total damnation of a couple of people that walked into a freaking building. Who walked into a building. We're going to have memorial services and prayer vigils because people walked into a building. Get the hell out of here. You're an embarrassment if that's what you believe. 700,000 people, folks. 700,000. And I won't even bring up the fact that the biggest Biden rally wasn't even a one thousandth of that. I won't bring that up. But 700,000 people were there that day. And 200 walked into a building of their own accord. Donald Trump said, I know that some of you are going to walk down to the Capitol building and protest peacefully and patriotically, which apparently now means we're going to take over the government. You know, peace, peaceful patriotism, you know, means that we're going to be violent and horrible and awful. It's like, I, you know, do I buy the entirety of the, the left dictionaries for Christmas or what do I do? You know, it's funny. I, I didn't see any leaders on the other side saying that, hmm, you know what? Maybe Freddie Gray shouldn't be dead, but we're going to protest peacefully and patriotically. Maybe Mike Brown shouldn't be dead, but we're going to protest peacefully and patriotically. Maybe George Floyd shouldn't be dead, but we're going to protest peacefully and patriotically. No. Anytime we have a death like that, even if it's 100% justified, as it was in the the Gray and the uh, Mike Brown cases, certainly was not in the Floyd case, 
But it's like, even if the cops don't do anything wrong, nobody... When was the last time you saw Al Sharpton stand up and say, hey, everybody, we're going to do things peacefully and patriotically? When was the last time you saw Maxine Waters not tell her people who are in the process of rioting that they need to get in the faces of elected officials? That they need to go after people in the Trump cabinet. That they need to make people like me understand that I'm not welcome in society anymore. When was the last time we didn't hear them say that? Democrats, leftists are the party of violence, terrorism, and attacking the United States of America. Literally and figuratively. I don't want to call my fellow Americans the enemy. I truly don't. But we're awful damn close to that point. And I can't just sit back and watch anymore. I can't do it. I will speak out at every turn with every avenue I have to do it. You know, this podcast largely took a break in 2021. You know, I was so disgusted and so disappointed with the way things are, are going that it just felt like it was a good idea to take a step back a little bit only record 11 episodes. One of those was a memorial for our friend Clay, so it was really 10. But it's like, I, I can't do that anymore. And this podcast will be broadcast a minimum, a minimum of every other week. And by midnight on Saturday. Saturday that becomes Sunday at midnight, at least every other week. I won't take a break anymore. I won't keep myself silent anymore. It is time for me to pick up my theoretical and figurative musket and fight back with every peaceful means that I have. And I implore you to please do the same. We're at one hell of a crossroads, folks. We really are. We either demonstrate to these leftist idiots that their violence is okay, or we stand up and we say, hell no. We stand up and we stand outside that prayer vigil at the Capitol and shout, Ashley Babbitt, say her name. Ashley Babbitt, say her name. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, a peacefully protesting black woman who's shot dead while unarmed by a white cop sets the country on fire again. But a black cop can murder Ashley Babbitt, completely unarmed, a 120-pound female. And it's okay. A black cop can gun her down for walking into a building and it's okay. Friends, if that's okay with you, please turn off this show and don't turn it back on. I I, I mean, if any part of that is okay, God bless you, I wish you the best, but this isn't the place for you. And I know my friends, and I know the people who listen, and I know that's not okay with you. And I thank God to find myself in your company. 
I don't know what I would do without so many of you who continue to tweet, who continue to post on Facebook, who continue to contact the show. Hey, I'm here. I'm with you. Hey, I see what's happening too. Hey, I'm not going to just let this go anymore either. That's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. I am not encouraging violence, and I will not. Please don't misunderstand that in any way whatsoever. I do not condone violence. But we need to make our voice heard as forcefully as it can be heard. We need to take the streets in peace and tell our story. And tell the truth. In 2020, we were attacked 535 times by domestic terrorists. Our president supports that. The Speaker of the House supports that. The President of the Senate supports that. The Majority Leader in the Senate supports that. Most mayors of big cities support that. Americans will never support that, and Americans should never tolerate that. We can't use violence first. We absolutely cannot. But the next time there's a terrorist attack in one of our cities, we need to lay an end to it. If they attack us, it's all right to fight back. And that's what we need to do. And I hope that fighting back can be peaceful and can be a conversation. And we can reach an understanding by talking to each other. But we cannot tolerate one more domestic terror attack on this country. We cannot tolerate one more second of autonomous zones and secession from this country. We can't tolerate one more second of being told that white supremacists are the biggest threat to the country. Really? Really? Where was the last white supremacist attack? I don't remember. Where do I go to join a white supremacist group? You know, I live in Western Maryland. I work in rural West Virginia. I would think, you know, if if white supremacists and that type of domestic terrorism was really a big concern, I would know where to go to find them. I wouldn't do that because I'm a decent human being. But you'd think I'd know where to go. And you know what? I do know where to go. To support Black Lives Matter in rural Western Maryland and rural West Virginia. If I want to go support Black Lives Matter, I can go tomorrow and sign up to do that. I know who the head is around here. I mean, it's just like, I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. This is not 1920. White supremacists aren't the threat anymore. 
Rather, it's racist groups like Black Lives Matter. And it's idiots like Antifa that are the problem and are the threat. And are a threat that we have to be ready to respond to via whatever means they force us to use. Like I said, I hope that's peaceful conversation, but if it's not, it's not on us. We won't strike first. We damn sure will strike last. And that's how we need to approach it. If we continue to sit back and tell our politicians that this is okay, that all of their leftist terror attacks that they fully support and probably fund are okay, then that's what's going to continue. But if we, the people of these great United States of America, stand up and tell them, hell no, not on my watch, it'll change. It'll have to change. I sincerely hope that for the first time in my life, a new year can actually have some kind of real tangible meaning. I hope that we can gain serious ground in the fight against COVID. I hope we can gain ground in the fight against terrorism. I hope we can gain ground in the fight against leftist ideology that is running this country into the ground. Literally every Trump policy that Biden has reversed has made things worse. Every single one. Throwing trillions of dollars at inflation is going to make things worse. And if I know that, then Biden knows that. And if Biden knows that, so does Schumer and Pelosi. And yet they continue to do it. Why? Because they want to drive inflation through the roof so that you have to depend on them. The moment I have to depend on my government for anything is the moment I promise you I am not walking the face of this earth anymore. I will never be in that position. And I won't tolerate the things that I've tolerated the last two years. The COVID restrictions. The attacks that I've talked about most of this episode. The fact that the left supports that. The fact that if you're on the right and you walk into a building, you are public enemy number one. It all has to change, folks. We're, we're so much better than this. We made America great again for four years. Energy independence, lower taxes, non-existent inflation. We didn't hand Afghanistan back over to the Taliban who harbored Osama bin Laden. We didn't arm the Taliban. We didn't listen when they said, oh, oh no, we promise we'll, we'll make things good for women and girls this time. Oh, oh really? Seen any news on that lately? I mean, you look at Chairman Xi firing missiles that we can't even track completely around the globe with no response from the United States. None whatsoever. You look at Vladimir Putin amassing his troops on the border of Ukraine, threatening to invade at any time, knowing full well that Biden was in charge of Ukraine during the Obama administration, and that was when Putin was handed Crimea with absolutely no response from Obama's White House or the United States of America. 
enough is enough. We need to make 2022 the year we peacefully take back our country. And please hear that word again. If you hear nothing else I've said during the course of this episode, listen to this word, please. Peacefully. Take our country back. Reestablish the values that made us great. Admit our flaws and our shortcomings. And the dark times that we've had and the dark times that we've caused. And be proud of the fact that we've come so far. Slavery is a horrible, horrible stain on the history of this country. And in a little over 200 years, not only did we elect a black man president, we elected a black man president whose name was Barack Hussein Obama. Twice. I'm sorry, folks, 13% of our population did not do that. They didn't period when Americans still make up about 69% of the vote 13 didn't elect Obama when Americans did the racist, evil, awful, horrible, terrible never progressed an inch from slavery when Americans screaming racism is the crutch of the ignorant Screaming racism is the crutch of people who can't make an intelligent argument. Screaming racism is admitting to you that you're right and they can't think of anything to say to counter your logical argument. If white racism was the problem, we wouldn't see black-owned business spray-painted on anything. Please, may we peacefully take this country back with a firm reliance on divine providence. As my good friend, Mr. Chris Chris Blakeman, host of Ben Speaks, likes to say. Divine providence. That is the reason that there is a United States of America and why we get to live here. Divine providence. And I believe that God is never wrong. And so certainly this phase in our history is going to end. And I pray that you'll allow me the high honor and distinct privilege of accompanying me through this year on the podcast, on Facebook, on Twitter, via every means we have to speak to each other, fellow conservatives, fellow Americans. It's up to us. It's up to you. It's up to me. It's up to us. If we fail, it's our fault. And if we succeed can't wait to have a glass of champagne with you and celebrate our success. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray the best of everything for you in the new year. 
May 2022 bring you nothing but peace, prosperity, happiness, joy, and the knowledge that you still, you still live in the greatest country on God's green earth. A belated Merry Christmas, a belated Happy New Year. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for the privilege of your time. As I tell you all the time, I know that time is the most precious resource that we have during our time on this planet. And I thank you yet again for a little bit of yours. God bless and take care. We'll talk soon.